You know, Cal, now that the Canucks have oodles of cap space, they're going to trade for Brett Pesci, right? More on that next. It's Bagsy and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Banks, Canucks writer and credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into today's show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit of Andre Kuzmenko. You know, he's got more shredded abs than Kyle now, man. Figure that one out. This guy, Andre Kuzmenko's got the eight-pack. Kyle's only got the six-pack. Also going to talk Brett Pesci. Now that the Canucks have some cap space, could they potentially trade for this guy? And then finally, we want to touch on Tom Willander. You know, all these mock drafts have him going to the Canucks, but does it actually make sense for Vancouver to pick him at 11th overall? I'm not so sure about that, but one thing I am sure of is that I'm damn glad I picked Kyle Bowen be my podcast partner here on Locked On Canucks. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Happy Father's Day, man. That that must have felt special, you know? That must have felt fresh. Yesterday must have felt nice, okay? Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. We'll get to the comments. A lot of comments on the last episode. OEL, dude, that dude was polarizing the whole time. And he's been haunting us for years and years and years and years. And he'll haunt us for... Well, pretty much another, like, close to a decade. It's something else. Something else. Uh, we'll pick one of the comments from that episode that we dropped on Friday. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to the hardworking people covering this team. Multiple episodes, multiple hours of OEL coverage across the board. Said in Numb Love as well, right? Uh, shout out to Canucks fans from our, around the world. We're crazy. We're crazy people. We are all Canucks. That that stuff worked. That that was like a cult. Uh, propaganda sl- slogan that worked because we're stuck with this team and man oh man something else something else and we're also stuck with Kuzmenko for a couple of years too man you, this video is something else Trevor yeah seriously you know I, I again Andre Kuzmenko it went a little bit viral he was uh, there was a video of him working out in Bali Indonesia you know I was just in Bali in February you know and I was I was on the beach just like Kuzmenko I was not running back and forth. You know, I was, I think the most exercise I got was swimming out in the ocean, you know, when you're kind of swimming <laughs> under the waves and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but no, I was, uh, I was working on my dad bottom Bali for sure. But Kuzmenko, man, this guy, he's making the big bucks now. You know, it's Begsy over here is only making the small bucks. Hey, and uh, hence, I got the small abs and Kuzmenko. I think there was another photo posted after that video. And this guy's looking shredded, dude. Dude, it's the Rick Tockett effect, man. Your, your leading goal scorer is, is working like this. It's got to start from the top. And Kuzmenko does have the ability to be, again, a top-end player for this team. Real talk. You know, you, you, could even, you could even say, you know, there's a chance he could be more impactful and as important as a JT Miller. That's second forward at the top, bringing the offense on the daily. And we did see him do that last season. And, and again, we'll go back to talk it, man. We heard that Bester's sticking around in Vancouver, right? Probably working at a club 16, you know, probably working at a club 16, doing his thing, push-ups. These guys are doing push-ups in the morning. They're doing squats in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Before they get to the washroom to brush their teeth, they're doing jumping jacks. It's the Rick Tockett effect. 
And, and Kuzmenko is one of the guys who also got called out slash singled out during Tockett's tenure with the Canucks, you know, right when he got here. For real. For real. That was, he, he was the first whipping boy. And I think they wanted to set the example early and use a player that they could, you know, point at it again, again and be like, yo, this is one of the, our best players too. He's having one of the best seasons as a rookie, as a Vancouver Canuck. And we're still going to call him out just to send the message like, yo, this is like, everyone's got to get better here. So I'm, um, so I'm glad to see, uh, I, you know, maybe we're overanalyzing this, but it's good to see, man, for real. I'm not going to lie. The, the Canucks have to be a more fit team and they have to be a more fit team because they need to do better things early on in the season. And it's pretty clear that this team's been out of shape relative to their, their opponents in the start of the season. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And, um, you know, I think the Canucks, they obviously need internal improvement going into next season, but they also need some improvement uh, from players coming to this team. And, you know, we talked about it on Friday. Of course we did the OEL buyout, uh, a great day, even though, you know, Francesco Aquilini's out, you know, 20 million bucks for a guy not to even play for this team. Um, but it was interesting time because again, on Friday, the episode we were going to do was going to be talking about Brett Pesci uh, and the speculation surrounding Brett Pesci. So uh, reports came out of Carolina. I believe it was Corey from the athletic. I can't remember his last name, Corey Laviolette, I think from the athletic. And he was reporting that, you know, Pesci doesn't uh, get a, an extension from the hurricanes. Um, he will be traded. And I think he's making only 4 million bucks a season right now. So he's definitely a bargain for what he brings to the table, which is a legitimate, uh, top four at worst, but really a top pairing right shot defender who's excels in the defensive side of the puck. Um, now, Kyle, I think the Canucks need a guy like that, right? They need a guy like that. They got a Hironic. They got their offensively inclined a defenseman on the second pairing who, who, like, we're obviously hoping he can keep it up on the defensive side. But is there any chance, do you see a scenario where the Canucks can go out and acquire Brett Pesci if things fall apart between him and Carolina in terms of contract negotiations? Okay, two things, okay? And for the YouTube viewers, you're, you're going to get part two first, but we'll get to it later, okay? You're going to have to explain to me what this all means. I think I got this from a guy named Dom on The Athletic. It's a fancy chart that that screams a lot, okay? We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Don't, don't, you, think, don't you think this is going to be ironic because I'm saying this, right? Isn't there a move to be made here? JT Miller going to Carolina, possibly. And I'm only saying that because... There were rumblings quietly, quietly. Rick Dollywall did say it on Donnie and Dally. <laughs> you, you, can, you can go find the footage that Carolina was calling about JT Miller during the trade deadline time. And JT Miller's consistent. I'm not saying the Hurricanes even really need a guy like that because they proved to go far with players that were unavailable to them. Those players can be inserted. Maybe they can go further. But it also does make sense for a team that needs to go for it. And JT Miller has term. He fits the bill. Good down the middle. Everyone needs a guy like that. I could see something like this because I don't think if they're going to the Canucks, they're looking for Besser. They're looking for Garland. They want term. Is there something there or am I, am I crazy? First and foremost, I just want to say, you know, Kyle Bowen, biggest JT Miller fan of Vancouver. You were the first one. You were the first one on today's episode to bring up JT Miller potentially getting traded to the Her Carolina Hurricanes. Every damn time I brought up JT Miller getting traded on the show, you're like, oh, leave JT alone. Leave JT alone. Trevor hates everyone named JT. It was you first today, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there could potentially be something there. 
Um, because yeah, I guess if the Carolina Hurricanes really do like JT Miller, the guy is locked up long term. Brett yeah. Pesci is not. Um, and I would still say that Carolina, they could probably use a top six center, but I'm not even so sure about that because you have Aho and you have Seth Jarvis. So mm-hmm. uh, do you really need a player like JT Miller? I was more convinced of the fit going into the playoffs, but when that trade didn't happen at the deadline, I just I don't really see a scenario where it's JT Miller going back the other way. And when we're looking at costs for Brett Pesci, you know, like you could scan through comparables on the trade market, but uh, I think we had one in Vancouver already. It's yeah. the Philip Ronick deal. So yeah. are the Canucks really going to go out and trade another first and another second to go acquire Brett Pesci? Uh, I don't and know. again, we've also heard this management team say over and over again, they want the players 26 and under. Brett Pesci's 28 years old now. So mm-hmm. um, I would, I, I think there's another avenue. I know he's a big, sexy name, big, sexy guy, 6'3", 205. Okay, good Canadian boy. But um yeah, I just I don't see the trade fit with the Canucks as much as I think he would be a fantastic fit in Vancouver. Here's uh, the other thing too, though. For a number of reasons. Okay, again, it's such a copycat league, and normally I'm never doing this. Kyle Bowen, you know, uh, telling the team slash uh, trying to again copy, you know, follow. I, I'm the whole, you know, lead by example. Just stick to the plan, you know. Believe in the, the systems that you're putting in place, the people that you've empowered in these positions, and just get it done. Get it done. You don't have to look around. That being said, uh, look look at Vegas. Uh, big, strong defenseman, deep in their blue line. Did they have a number? They, I feel as if they didn't have a JT Miller-like center behind Chandler Stevenson. You know what I'm saying? And they got the job done. They got good players. Don't get me wrong. So I feel as if... And I was looking at the the Canucks roster from 2011, right? And looking at Vegas's decor as well, and, and looking across the league as well. What would you rather have? Four solid defensemen, or two top, like two top line centers? What would you want? Probably the four defensemen. Yeah. To be honest. And Carolina has that, but I think they have both to be honest with you. Yeah. So, you know, again, I talked about JT Miller's on a fit. I'll throw one more thing your way, Kyle, before we uh, get to the second segment here today on lockdown. Can I your team every day? So I don't really think Carolina needs that top six center. Like it's not a dying need for their team. That being said, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NHL. They're middle of the pack offensively. I could see them potentially wanting a winger. Now it's not going to be Besser. It's not going to be Garland. We talked about this guy at the top. Could it be Andre Kuzmenko? Is there any world where the Canucks oh, trade man. Andre Kuzmenko for that top pairing defenseman like Brett Pesci? Right, because talk it. And would hey, you do man. it? Would you do it? Dude, you're making me think. You're making me think. Because is he that player? Because if you can't get super creative, or this is actually the definition of creative. Like, what what am I talking about? But if it's it's something where you can't get the the same value for like Besser, Garland, uh, Beauvillier, whatever, right? And there's this option here because it c- kind of makes sense too, right? Both both players, short-term contracts, probably getting paid similar salaries, around the same amount of money. The needs may be fit for both ends. It just it just you're, you're making a lot of sense there. Uh, can I bring something else up too? I, I didn't get to mention this when I said I was going to mention it. Mention it. Uh, Dom from the Athletic. He has these charts out, right? And look at all these things, right? Uh, X goals. Penalty difference, offensive usage. I don't understand this stuff. Okay, OCVA. I don't know what the hell that is. That being said, ESVA, I do see that yeah. one. 
I do see that one thing, and, and it says that Brett Petchy's market value is ten point one million dollars. Can the Canucks afford to make a deal like this, where again they're going to have one of their top four defensemen enter a contract year and just you know play his play lights out for what, for what, for this team possibly being unable to sign him because they got to do the same thing with Heronic. Yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right, Kyle. Um, I think this team is better off taking some flyers on younger players, which is what and they want to do anyways. That's their stated goal. Luke Chan's oh coming God, back. Brad Pesci's not coming back. Luke Chan's uh, coming you know, back. <laughs> you know what? Even even later this week on Locked On Canucks, I do want to look at you know defensemen on cap strap teams who could be on the outs. Like that is what makes more sense for the Canucks in terms of which players should they target. And I'll say this about Brett Pesci as well. I know we get the drafts coming up next week. You want to start finding these guys in the draft instead of you know paying big bucks for them. Actually, just draft them to your team. You know, Brett Pesci was drafted as an overager. In his draft eligible season, I don't even know what league he was playing. I think it was called like the EIHL. It was some, I guess, wow. it was some high school hockey in America. I don't even know if it's high school hockey. I don't know what he was. Eastern but Idaho got, Hockey League. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Makes, makes so much sense. Um, but he got drafted as an overager when he played his first season in the NCAA. And he, he had like one goal and six points in 33 games. But um, obviously he had the defensive chops and you know, Carolina was paying attention. Those are the guys where your scouts need to come through and find these guys. I mean, it's easy for us armchair scouts to watch some tape and uh, analyze guys from afar, but uh, your scouts who are in the trenches and at these games need to go and find the next Brett Pesci. So I'll say this to Todd Harvey and the Canucks scouting staff. Pay attention. I hope you're working your asses off right now. Go find the Canucks, the next Brett Pesci. Let's go. Um, and on yeah. the other side here, let's talk. <laughs> keep talking about the draft, Kyle. It's, it's your favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. Tom Olander, should the Canucks draft him at 11th overall? I think it's a fascinating debate because, you know, this guy's consensus is a little lower than 11th. So we'll touch on that on the other side. But first, you know, Kyle, for a championship team, it's all about the perfect fit. And that's why you got to head over to eBay Motors. Because I almost wanted to say, let's ride, baby. Let's ride, baby. Um, Because at eBay Motors, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and check. make sure the green check mark is there so that you know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence, it's the name of the game, baby. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, okay. We're back. Locked on Canucks. Your team. Every day. Trevor Bags, Kyle. Bowen, once again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I hung out with my father this morning at the shop. Went in there, said said hi to a, a bunch of former former uh, co-workers, but forever friends. And a lot of dads in the building, you know. Shout out to the fathers out there. Uh, Begsy, tell us, man, like, how, how did you feel? How did you feel this time around, this Father's Day? Because it was a little little different. It's been a, It's been a whirlwind here, okay? It's ultimate fatherhood for you right now. You know what, man? It's maybe it's because I still feel like a kid at heart. It still feels strange for you know my family and friends to like 
celebrate Father's Day for me and wish me happy Father's Day. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I do have two kids now, but uh, I don't yeah. really feel like I have the mental maturity for to have people wish me happy Father's Day. But I guess mental maturity doesn't matter. You know, if you know, kids pop out into the world and they're yours and you're raising them, I guess you're going to get some credit. So uh, No, no, no. Mental yeah, maturity does matter, especially with the youth, okay? Especially with the youth. And they better nail this at number 11, okay? They better nail this at number 11. I, I think you nail it too when you find somebody who's mentally mature. I know that's a lot to ask for from an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old because <laughs> I'm Kyle Bound. I just turned 30. <laughs> Far from uh, always mature. You know what I'm saying? And here I am demanding that a, a member of the youth can do that for the hometown team, the Vancouver Canucks. At number 11, who, who are the Canucks picking this time around, Trevor Beggs? Well, really the main guy I wanted to talk about today was Tom Melander. And the main reason I wanted to talk about them is because I've read multiple mock drafts. Okay, it's draft season. I'm getting up. I'm watching some tape. I'm reading mock drafts. And there's multiple mock drafts that are having the Canucks pick right shot defenseman Tom Willander at 11th overall. Now, it's already been reported that, you know, during the scouting combine, uh, the Canucks took five prospects out to dinner. And one of them was Tom Willander. So he's obviously high on the list. And, you know, it might be worth noting that uh, a defender like Axel Sandin Palika, who's rated higher than Tom Melander by most outlets, was not taken out to dinner by the Canucks. They did not wine and dine Axel Sandin Palika, but they wined and dine Mr. Tom Willander. Hey, man, um, don't use the word wine there, okay? They're not allowed to drink. All right, Trevor? Mm. Just dine. Ah, oh, come on. Oh, what do you mean, dude? No, what, do you mean on, not, what, why, what do you mean they're not allowed to drink? Unless they're what having this, unless, unless they're, you know, unless they're having this dinner in oh, Alberta. Oh, underage, right. Yeah, yeah. Come true, on, true, man. Aquilini's been true, in enough true. trouble, okay? Let's not, come on, bro. You want to keep being a media member? Come on. We kept you spewing that out there. They didn't, they went to white spot. <laughs> they went to white spot. Yeah. Fun fact. I did not have my first sip of alcohol until I, uh, until I turned 21 because, you know, even yeah. though it's 19 in Canada, I was just, I was just Dude. too worried. I was too worried. Of course. Of course. Um, of course. So, uh, only makes too much sense. But yeah, so Tom Willander. I've, again, I've, I've been debating about this in my head, and I don't know if you have a take on this, Kyle, but I've been nope. thinking about, like, it doesn't make sense for the Canucks to draft him at 11th overall. And it is it is that age-old debate of best player available versus positional need. And this team has been burned by not doing best player available in the past. But, you know, I watched some of the tape on Willander, and he's a great skater. He's a pretty good defender. He's not overly physical, but he can play with a bit of an edge. Uh, you know, especially in the J20 in Sweden, he's he's got some clips where he's walking the line, he's making plays. I know offense isn't the biggest calling card of his game, but to me, I see you know the potential of a good two-way top four defenseman. Not going to put up a lot of offense, um, but someone wow. who can can really contribute in a top four role, playing 20 minutes a night, playing against the other team's best players. Maybe kind of like a smaller Brett Pesci. Funny that we talked about that guy at the top. So, you know, right now it, it just really depends on the draft board falls. Um, I'm leaning towards me being okay with the Canucks picking Tom Volander at 11th overall. But that being said, you know, you look at some of the players who could potentially be on the board. I'm looking at, you know, Dmitry Simashev, the defenseman of Russia, Daniel Boot, who's looking kind of like maybe next Alex Tuck, like a big six foot five, 220 pound. Daniel Boot, what do you say? Da- yeah. So his last name is, is B U T, so but, but I think it's Boot with the Russian accent. I could be wrong. Daniel what, Boot. What do, what do I know, man? Yeah. Dan- Daniel Butt. That's a cool name. Yeah. You know, we, we see this on the old network, uh, you know, going over the best names in the draft. We should do that at some point before <laughs> next Wednesday, bro. Of course, um, man. 
But yeah, you know, Gabe Pro, Matthew Wood, you know, Braden Yeager could be on the board, Zach Benson. Like there's a lot of players, Colby Barlow. And again, most of these guys are forwards, right? So, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a run of defensemen. Who knows? Maybe Tom Willander's not even there by 11th overall. But, you know, I've gone back and forth with this. And, you know, if you're listening to this right now or if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Are you okay with the Canucks drafting Tom Willander at 11th overall? I'm leaning towards yes, but what am I? I'm an armchair scout, okay? I'm, I'm well, watching Trevor videos Bags, from my dude. home. You're Trevor Bags, man. Your father, <laughs> too. You're, you're the host of Locked On Canucks and a part-time media member. All right? You're a lot of things. You're a lot of things. Okay, so it, this guy is sounding from your tone, right, as someone – like he's the, you're making it sound like he's like the last top four D man that you want out of the top four D man that you want. I actually, would, I'd personally prefer him over Axel Sandin Polika. No, no, of course, but, you don't, but I don't, take, I don't think but, you want yeah. that other guy. I don't think you want that other guy. You know, I feel as if, uh, collectively speaking, from all the, uh, not not even reports, all the podcasts listening that I've done from the city of Vancouver. Again, a shout out to everyone, right? You know, the uh, Sportsnet, uh, I'll bleep that out, Canucks conversation. Everyone's everyone's doing everyone's doing the work, and it's it's sounding as if the Canucks don't need a guy like that. What's his name? Uh, Palika, Axel Palika. They don't need a guy Axel like that. Axel Sandin Palika, yeah. Yeah, they don't. So, and they didn't take this guy for dinner, too. He's not on the he's not on the board. You're not getting white spot, okay? No pirate pack for you. They're not doing that for him. I don't think he's coming here. So is Willander, uh, is this dude, again, out of all the defensemen you've men- mentioned, Shimashev, um, uh, Reinbacher, et cetera, et cetera, is this guy like the last out of that crop of defensemen from the top 12, top 12 of your consensus that y- you'd pick? Yeah, for, for me, it's yeah. um, it would be Reinbacher. Actually, you know what? I would probably – I know I picked Reinbacher in the, uh, the Locked on Canucks mock draft. I got a little bit skittish on Simashev. Uh, I think he's got a higher uh, higher ceiling, though. You know, this is just Trevor Beggs talking. I'd probably go to Simashev, then Ryan Bacher, mm. then Willander in that order. But those are my top there two defensemen go. who I'd want for the Vancouver Canucks. And, and okay. Um, but worth Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So I was going to say, too, you know, all defensemen take a long time to develop, kind of, sort of, not really. That's not, you know, you know what I'm saying? They take time. They take time. So if that's the case and you're picking a defenseman there, why would you be afraid of taking Simashev, who I know has that Russian factor? I don't think that's scary if, again, they all have. It's not, it's not even totally the Russian factor. It's um, it's really just the offensive production, right? The numbers. Like, I watched the tape, and, you know, I think it's what a lot of other scouts have seen, is that you watch the tape, and it's like, this guy's got game. This guy's got moves. Like, he's he can play with the puck. He can skate with the puck. Uh, he's more physical than Willander. He's bigger than Willander. Um, he's bigger than Reinbacher too. Like his image of is already like six, four, almost 200, I think. Um, so there's just so much I like about his game, but I think it's the Russian factor and the production factor. When you look, just look at the pure numbers. Those are the okay. two things that scare me most about Simashev. Okay. Okay. I'd lo- love to continue this conversation, but we got a lot of days before the draft. I know it's going to come up again. <laughs> uh, we got to cut to break. We got to do it. it. It is what it is before we do. So though, remember, yo, we dropped an episode on Friday. Uh, look at OEL there. Looking like he stole a bunch of money and he has no problem about it. We talked about it on Friday. The OEL buyout special. Can't get enough. Can't get enough of this team, right? Locked on Canucks. It is what it is. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone. Sending you love. And hey, sending a lot of love to Surrey as well. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, who are we shouting out here? We're shouting out nobody for me, but we're going to pause for an ad break anyways. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. 
You're back. You're back. Locked on Canucks. Trevor Beggs. Kyle Allen. Going to say it for the third time because it's, uh, it's well-deserving. You know, happy Father's Day to all the good dads out there. If you ain't a good dad, I'll bleep this out too. F*** you. For real. It's just the truth. It's just the truth, okay? You, you got a duty. You got to do it well. Locked on Canucks. Your team every day. Comment Corner coming at you right now. Uh, first up, what do we got? Last episode, Kyle has a voice of a cartoon character. Uh, you know what? A, a lot of new listeners to the show, a lot of new watchers, right? And, and this was making me think, too. You know, shout out to Marky Mark, IQ, Cash McGregor, uh, Hayden Cluton. I'm, I'm missing some names. You know, I'm missing Piper's some names. Whip, yeah. Piper's Whip, the, the OGs. Jacob Lee, we're all yeah. the, we're, we're all the same here. We're all Canucks. You know, we're all the same, same here. But those fans. Trevor, honestly, when I get married in seven years, good chance they get an invite. Good chance they get an invite. Because where would we be without them? For real. Anywho, my voice, like a cartoon character. Yeah, man. Going to put this out there. I'm going to be on an episode of South Park. For real. Goals, man. Was that in your book? It probably was. 30 years again. Again, if you haven't read the book, KyleBowen.com. Go read it. 30 pages in 30 minutes. And, yeah, just, just my life. Predicting the next 30 years of my life. It is what it is. South Park, maybe in my future. No, no. It's definitely in my future. Comment number two. Uh, this came from the, uh, this came from the uh, <laughs> Columbus video that we did. Yo, is Columbus interested in doing more shopping and do they want some Vancouver Canucks? Uh, this is Joe Pratt. He said, how about Miller for Roslovich? Peaky? Is that how you say Peak? And Macaroff. It's just Peak. And, okay, so shout to Peak coming out of the studio. You know, artist from the city. Uh uh, tell me about these three names. Is this a deal that, that you'd consider? Makarov, um, Peek, and Roslovich for Miller. No, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. Honestly, I just I think Miller's far better than those players. I don't know a ton about um, the prospects he's talking about. I think it's Nick, Nikolai Ma Makarov. Okay. Uh, but no, not not a big – I don't really like Andrew Peek's game that much either. I think Roslovich is kind of a one-dimensional player. I don't even really like him as a third-line center target, um, even though we mentioned him on a previous episode. Shout out every day. Mm -hmm. They note that. Uh, but no, I'm saying no to that trade for sure if I'm the Canucks. You need more. Okay. And then we had a robot comment. Uh, you can do anything but not everything. That was a bot account. You can do anything but not everything. Yo, yo, yo. Okay. Okay, Kyle. I, I just got to say one would you thing. Okay? Would you tell your Would you tell your kid that? Would you motivate your kid like that? Give him that message. Hey, hey, son. Hey, daughter. I wouldn't now because it came from a robot. I'm not telling my kid no freaking robot quotes, Kyle. <laughs> you know, I I was I was on YouTube on Saturday morning just to see how the OEL episode was doing. There were 65 comments at the time, and of those 65 comments, you picked a robot comment. Come on, Kyle. Uh, what about the dude, fans? The robots the future, not an everydayer. The future, man. The future, man. The future, man. It is what it is, yeah, okay? Third comment. The, kind, all right. uh, the dumbest trade in Canucks. Uh, well, they're referring to the OEL trade as it's the dumbest trade in Canucks history. Aquilini, Benning, level dumb. Uh, but he also said it's not the worst trade because Neely came out to be one of the best power forwards of all time. Uh, pretty much invented a new definition for the position, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I like what he said there, though, about Aquilini slash Benning level of dumb because those two together... I would love to just, I'll, it's it's somewhere on the internet. You know it, dude. It's because people are watching us at all times. I want those phone phone conversations of them talking about deals. 
it'd be fun. If you upload that on the podcast network for real. Oh, can we grab wait. that and put that on Lockdown Canucks? Go viral. Why not? Why not? We had a comment below as oh, getting a phone call. Gonna decline that. Um, I think that's our cue to get out of here. That's our cue <laughs> to get out of here. Yeah, I'll say I'll say one thing quick on the uh, comment from a uh, virtual reality channel two two seven six. This is another robot. Anyways, oh. you know, in terms of that, uh, the OEL deal being the worst in Canucks history, it's TBD because, yeah, it was a terrible trade in hindsight from the Canucks perspective, but it all depends on what Dylan Gunther does in the NHL or what the other second round pick that the Coyotes had, what those guys do in the NHL. Because um, if if Gunther ends up being kind of average, then I'd say the Neely trade's worse. So that's TBD, but. Um, that's it, Kyle. Right. We got to get out of here. Lockdown Canucks, baby. Your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm lacking sleep, but I'm still here. Kyle, you know, he's missing his ab worker right now, but he's still here. And guess what? We're going to have more shows coming out this week because it's your team every day. Going to touch on some defenseman trade targets and specifically which defensemen on cap strap teams could become available. And then for after that, let's look at the center point of view from that as well. Which teams could be looking to offload some pricey centers um, because they are running out of dollars? But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs, that guy's Kyle Bowie, and you've been listening to Locked on Canucks.